Three, two, one, go! And now, we're going to test them as if we're not interested in cars at all. Yeah, it would be like taking a lap dancer home to meet your mother. You'd have to say, no, she's got A-levels. I peed in a bottle in my tent last night and it felt dirty. It's a rambulance. <laughs> Welcome to the Automotive Infused Podcast, brought to you by the Court of Nerds. Kevin and Stacy's opinions are that of their own and don't reflect the rest of the court, nor any right-thinking gearhead. Now buckle up, because any restaurant can become a drive-thru if you pick up enough speed. This is Sledge and Hammer. Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Sledge and Hammer, the only podcast where nerds talk too much about ignomatic billionaires instead of what they originally intended, which is apparently cars. I'm Kevin from the Court of Nerds, and rumbling uh, strips across from me is Stacy. Say, uh, Monsieur Peugeot, Stacy. Monsieur Peugeot? Right, we we podcast uh, unlike we drive. So, Stacy, what substance are you putting in your tank? You know, uh, it's been a rough week, so I'm I'm free balling homemade Cool Whip right now. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pumpkin pie I made in a coffee mug, but that didn't last very long, and I may go make another one. <laughs> uh, well, excellent. Uh, I, uh, on the other hand, am drinking Voodoo Ranger uh, from New Belgium, uh, which is a, well, they call it a Juicy Haze IPA, which is essentially, it's it's them making a New England IPA, because mm. that, that's what we do out here. Uh, it's, on, it, it sits at uh, roughly uh, 8%. Uh, it's, it's not very hoppy. I mean, it's okay for as about as best they can do in Missouri, uh, and so uh, damn. I'm, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it to Missouri them. already. Good lord! I'm gonna give it to them and say, hey, it's I I like pouring it in my face hole. Uh, I'll drink it. Uh, and uh, moving on from drinks, Stacy, what is in news? Let's do the news, and we start with big news. This is the biggest news we've had in a long time, I would say. Well, <clears throat> uh, I think we need the law and order choo-choo here so that we can right. go, Tesla watch, choo-choo. Tesla watch. Well, we're going to throw that in for you folks, just for you guys. <laughs> boom, boom. Um, so uh, Elon Musk, no longer chairman of Tesla. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. What, how did that come about, Stacy? Uh, he got a little sassy with the SEC. And sassy is a very good word for sassy. it. Sassy. He got he got sassy about it, and they fined him twenty million dollars and made him step down. 
Well, let's be honest. They 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 find him twenty million, but Correct. they also find him. They also find Tesla twenty million. Wait, so, so they got forty million, million out of it? Holy they shit! They got forty million out of it. But let's be let's be honest. Um, Musk is a billionaire, so like, I mean, twenty dollars is like, oh, I gotta go fill up my gas tank. Or twenty million dollars is like I gotta fill up my gas tank is to me to somebody like Elon Musk. It's like, oh, that's kind of painful, but uh, we'll make it up in like the next three days. Uh, well, will he? Will he? Uh, it's with this all stems back to, and we talked about it before, uh, him talking about going private with Tesla, taking uh, removing the IPA because he is so concerned about short sellers, you know, so concerned about short sellers. <laughs> and I and get it, I do, I, 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 I get it, but at I the totally same time, get- I'm like, how many other companies do this? Um, they're just not as high it, profile. Yeah, well, it's very true, very true, and the the allure of Tesla is you know Elon and their relative success, and and when I say relative, they are very successful. Let they they have they are larger than Volvo. I, I know I've mentioned this before. Uh, they have outsold, like, the Model 3 outsold, what, uh, everything but a Corolla and a, uh, I forget, like, it's like the third best-selling sedan, you know, this year. That's pretty impressive. It it is. Uh, and, you know, let's be honest, uh, they don't have a ton of competition anymore in the sedan market mainly because like everybody's going suv and crossover yeah but you know you know taking away like they're they sell more than the malibu and there's a lot of malibus out there there are uh too many malibus out there i think one (laughs) could argue i know i've driven one they're horrible i i I stopped dissing the bow tie anyway um (laughs) i love that you got it oh man anyway so uh tesla you know uh, you saw immediate drop in in stock price you know eli's being very combative with the sec uh making all sorts of crazy crazy ass statements uh and people are trying to like draw him back one of the crazy statements that he said was that you know this goes back about a month ago that they were in logistic uh production hell and then they went mm-hmm. into logistics hell and this is something that you talk uh, they're trying to deliver these uh vehicles and yes. they, they couldn't find efficient means to do so so what was their solution stacy uh well build their own of course yeah but but here's the thing. If you talk to the different fleet managers, and you uh-huh. would know this being you're a fleet manager, there wasn't a shortage of car haulers mm. out there for them to deliver their vehicles. Everything no, that no, Musk said was contradicted by experts in the field. Okay, I do. That... I, I, Go ahead. I understand that they were saying 
Like the the freight carriers were just like, uh, what shortage? Like there was no shortage. But I can tell you right now, I have tried and succeeded to ship a bunch of vehicles across the country. Okay. Yeah. To get a vehicle from Grand Rapids to Boise, Idaho took almost a month. Oh, I I totally believe so, that. So, was there a shortage? No. But is the is the industry capable of handling what Elon Musk wants them to accomplish? Absolutely not. No, they're not. It's just not going to happen. And I totally believe you with my current car buying experience mm-hmm. when the car I wanted to buy was stuck in New Jersey, which was, oh, uh, something How many like hours away? I, I could have probably driven there in four hours if I, okay. if, I, if, if I really put the pedal down. And how long did it take for it to get to you? It was months. It was a, mu- a, a month, you know, and it and the most of the time was it was taking it out of the container at the rail yard, mm-hmm. you know, and therein lies the problem. Yep. And so while I believe the logistics, you know, uh, guy saying like there's no shortage, right, but you're you're stuck in a bureaucratic nightmare where the solution that Elon came up with is making his own vehicles because you guys are terrible. Yes, you absolutely got it. And I saw that that article come out the next day where the freight industry goes, what shortage? And I started laughing. I was like, bitch, you know what shortage. Like, Mm -hmm. you guys take a month to get something that I could have driven in a day and a half with a second person in the vehicle. And then I have to pay you $1,200 to do it. And then you do it on your own sweet ass time. So sure. Yeah, there's no shortages. But to meet deadlines that they promised in order to not basically lose their company. You can't wait a month for a delivery. You need it delivered now. So he, he did what he needed to do. And you know what? They delivered. They met, they 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 met their deadlines and they met their goals and everything was delivered. And now I see Tesla's it's crazy. I see them everywhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing. Could all of this problem been avoided if he would have put down the Twitter? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't often compare these two people, but Elon Musk is getting a little Trumpy with his <laughs> lack of control. Like, you know somebody is just hired to stand next to him and, like, swat his phone out of his hand and go, No! <laughs> you are not allowed to tweet anything. <sighs> and if that's not uh, a job, it should be. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> uh, I and I sent you that uh, parody article. Uh, yeah, know, Elon decides <laughs> to create the Bong Company. Yeah, you know, but yeah. Uh, here's the thing. At first glance, you don't understand that that's a parody article. No, I'm You're glad like, that you wait. told me because <laughs> when I when I read the uh, the the URL where it said alternative science, I was like, Oh, this is like mocking. I get it. Like, yeah, this is meta. I got it. And then you, you wrote, um, 
like a parody article or something like that to like note it because I was like, is this the onion? And it's not. But reading through it, I'm like, wow, (laughs) this is like this is pretty good. Someone could really believe this. Yeah. If you didn't see the source article, if you didn't see the source, Mm -hmm. like after the whole Joe Rogan thing, you would have totally Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's Elon. He's making bomb. He made flamethrowers. Why wouldn't he make bombs? They're not flamethrowers. It says right on the side, <laughs> not a flamethrower. <laughs> I have to defend oh. my man here, my man Elon. Oh, man. Uh, it's weird. Like, every time we talk, we talk about Elon. And That's because of my lady crush on him. <laughs> I'm not, like, not going to deny it. I have a thing for foreigners. We all know this. Well, and 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 billionaires, uh, but he's the uh, only one. Tom Hardy's not a billionaire yet. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> maniac, 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 yobo, maniac. Uh, so moving on in news, uh, to another electric car company, Faraday <laughs> Future. Uh, they, they've had a bit of a problem of late. Okay, so I want to just note the fact that um, the name is Faraday, which is also yeah. a nod to Nikola Tesla. So yeah. just wanted to throw that in in case people didn't quite get where that came from. Oh, and, and yeah, absolutely. Like if you're if you're looking there, the whole electric car uh, revolution, which I think we'll end up getting into more later. Uh, when we talk about the Paris Auto Show, uh, the Faraday, of course, uh, is a, a callback to the early days in, in essentially harnessing electricity, mm-hmm. but uh, like Nikolai Tesla. Anyway, uh, Faraday Future has hit yet another snag in a dispute with the company's latest investors. Faraday Future averted disaster at the end of 2017 when it secured a new major investment from the healthcare division of a Chinese real estate group, Evergrande. Sounds but legit. That, yeah, it sounds legit, doesn't it? Uh, but that money, which was about $800 million, was gone when the future founder and CEO, uh, Faraday Future founder and CEO Jai Yuting uh, tried to back out of this this deal. Uh, he said it will take all necessary actions to protect itself from shareholders. That's a very, very weird, weird Protect statement. itself from shareholders? Yeah. See... Uh, I don't... Uh, are they talking about going private? Like, what... How do you protect yourself? Well, like they're... well let's... Let... This is a Chinese company, all right, and uh, it was a Chinese healthcare conglomerate that is essentially owned mm. by the state, all right. So it's always it's going when you deal with a communist country, you're going to uh, there there are these weird kind of uh, it, it's a capitalist you know kind of there's corporations exist, but guess what? It's all under the great leader. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, the Chinese conglomerate says Jai use uh, manipulating, that, that's a quote by them, 
tactics to persuade the board of directors who oversaw the deal to advance another $700 million to himself. In the meantime, Faraday Future has struggled after having spent the first $800 million that it got. Some of the company's vendors and suppliers have not yet been paid, and layoffs are being considered, according to the former employees and sources close to the company, who asked not to be named for fear of legal retribution. The new financial... Oh, yeah. The new financial trouble comes at a critical time for Faraday Future. The company has spent... All of the 2008 or 2018 retooling of a factory in Hanford, California, uh, where it plans to manufacture its first car, the ultra premium electric SUV called the FF91, by the end of the year. However, if you were paying attention in, in car news, the company's first and only production version of that car, the first thing that was made here uh, in, in Hanford, in, in California, caught fire caught fire at the end of last month. Uh, The fire happened hours after the company showed off the car at Futurist Day, uh, an event for employees and families. The full extent of the damage is not totally clear, as the company has made employees sign non-disclosure agreements specifically related to that fire. And the former employee, uh, as the former employees have said to Reuters and to various other, you know, uh, journalistic sources. But it's Fuji's the major setback at the start of the production later this year. So you you created a car, like you took all this money from, from all these different investors. Uh, you were going to fail, and so you went back to China and you was like, hey, we got this plant that we made in California where we source the same batteries essentially as Tesla, you know, uh, to create this luxury SUV that we're going to sell. We create this SUV one. We create one SUV. <laughs> Hours after we show it to the world, it catches fire. Fake news. Fake news. Uh, it's got to be fake news. Faraday, their stock, uh, it went. It has gone up and it has gone down. Uh, they are kind of in, as of recording, they are in horrible limbo right now. Uh, (laughs) like when you look at the different companies that are basing their future on electric cars, uh, Faraday was one of the top, like, you know, Tesla of course is the brand name. And then you have the different auto manufacturers that are. Uh, that are converting slowly. But Faraday was right up there with well-known names for electric cars. And they might be dead in a year. It's not looking too good for them right now. I can certainly say that. And if, I mean, there are some Canadian, or not Canadian, Chinese companies that are more than competing with Tesla even now. Um, even though Tesla is going to be building stuff over there, which I imagine would make it somewhat cheaper. Um, Tesla's got some stiff competition coming up and the fact that they met their deadline and that the manufacturing got done and everything got delivered on time. Um, electric companies, electric car companies can't do this kind of crap anymore. Like they have to have your shit together. 
Otherwise, they're going to fold because other companies are going to be far more likely to be around in the future, which means support for that electronic device that you now have. But if I bought a Faraday, you know, if the one that they had made hadn't caught on fire, if if I could buy that car, who's going to support that car after the place burns down, you know? So it's about trust in, trust in the company. How long are they going to be available? Like you, you bought your Bolt, right? Yeah, yeah. You brought your Bolt and you get 10 years of service for free, right? Yeah. Well, Regular yeah. maintenance. G- yeah, GM's going to be around for a while. So there you go. You felt confident in the company that you purchased it from and therefore you didn't have to worry about it. But what I don't think people understand is stuff like the stock market. I was looking at it today. All the, all the electric car companies are just bouncing all over the place. And I'm thinking, this is all just a stock market. It's just gambling. It's legal gambling. You're gambling on whether you think that company is going to be worth more at the end of the day or worth less. And that is how it's uh, valued. So I think when you have stuff that hits like what Faraday is going through right now, stock markets are going to go down, but they're going to bounce back up. And who knows, maybe people, when they see that, they're shorting it so that they sell high and then they get out early. Everybody else starts selling. They drop the price on it, buy it low, and then wait for it to go back up. And I, I don't honestly think uh, fair like they have one car model. It's it's yeah, not going to happen, man. Yeah, it's not going to happen. No matter how uh, snazzy their cars look, because the one that yeah. they had looked nice before it burned. But I, it looked nice, but it's not it's not going to be enough. The Roadster's coming out like Tesla's got this huge jump on them, Ooh. even with their, all their problems. We uh, let, let let I know this isn't part of our our show notes, uh, but yeah, let's talk about the the Tesla Roadster 2.0. That bitch is sexy, like, man. I looked at it today. I watched it today. Go from zero oh, to sixty like a friggin' rocket. It's awesome. One one point nine is what they're saying. One point nine. Uh, what? Yeah, which is right at the limits of what other cars uh are, are doing. I can understand after some tooling that it might get a little quicker. Uh, the problem is, like, can you pull your brain out of the you know the back of your skull quick <laughs> enough to adjust for that? Like, I holy. I hold, highly suggest that you watch. I think it was Jay Leno in a Tesla getting launched, and yeah. the look on his face. When the guy floors it, it's like, oh, oh, oh my god! <laughs> like terrifying, but having fun. Mile. Yeah, and it was just the short, like the shortest little thing in this parking lot. I'm like, they ain't gonna be able to make it to zero to sixty in that. And I'm just sitting there watching, like, oh shit! <laughs> like there it was <laughs> two seconds. It's already gone. Yeah, and it was, uh, uh, <laughs> it was sort of. Like, you might want to put your head back. Why do I want to put... Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In Paris, there was a meeting. Messieurs. Oh. The time has come for us to stop making this spotty car. Mon dieu. Ça 
But what shall you do instead? Coltangers, uh, Brella. How is this for a plan? We make terrible cars in every way, horrible. Maybe très ugly. Oh, well, well. Yeah, the engine très horrible. Oh, nasty, unreliable, yeah. uncomfortable. And in theory, fabric on spit and Kleenex. Spit and Kleenex, oui, oui, oui. C'est une bonne idée, n'est-ce pas? Oh, oui. Ne regardez pas un cadeau de cheval dans la bouche. Monsieur, salut la voiture horrible! Oh! And get the chef the suspension up here so we can fire him immediately. Oh, yes. This breakfast meeting will put Peugeot on the map for many years to come. Make no mistake. I know we've talked about electric cars uh, quite a bit. We're going to talk a little bit more about them uh, because the, the Paris Motor Show is going on. Uh, and it, depending upon the release of this episode, it might still be going on because it goes on to the 13th. Uh, but what you have seen in the Paris Motor Show, and I understand it's not Geneva. Uh, it, it's not Detroit. Did you just get elitist? A little bit. Like, it, it's not... It, it, it is the American manufacturers don't show up there. Uh, you essentially just have the French and the German, uh, and now the Chinese here. That Geely has a huge presence there, Who? Uh, but you don't really you don't see any of the English manufacturers yeah. there, or the Dutch, or the Danish. Uh, so it's mainly it's mainly French and German, like the supercar people. Well, yeah, uh, but but not just but you. Or the everyday cars, you know, you you see a lot of. I mean, it's Renault, it's it's Citroen, it's it's Peugeot. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's uh, it's all the French car manufacturers. It's their home turf, you know. And then you'll get Audi, you'll get BMW, you get Volkswagen, uh, uh, and you you won't really see too many of the Italians and stuff there either. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, you see a lot of cars that are going to be populating the future streets of Europe. And uh, during this time, we've seen a lot, and I, and I know we've messaged back and forth between the different things that we've seen there. Uh, is there anything that you see that stands out to you uh, at uh, uh, the, the Petty Mota Show uh, this week? I think this just got real racist, Kevin. That's what I think. A, uh, a little bit. A little, a little, little bit. bit racist. <laughs> I'm going to mm-hmm. call you on that. Um, you know the uh, the Peugeot? Peugeot? Mm-hmm. Uh, E-Legend. Um, you know, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, it looks like a shitty-ass uh, like early 90s Mustang. <laughs> but then I looked at it a little bit more. Um, it's sharp without having the fast back on it, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too many cars are going, oh, check us out. We're sporty. We're cool. Whereas this is just like, no, we're going to freaking put a box on top of this body, make it look old school, but totally modern. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of like it. I think it's really freaking cool. It it really is cutting edge technology. It, it is all electric uh, it is 
it, it does have self-driving capabilities. Like, literally, the steering wheel isn't... When you get in the car, it is flush with the dashboard. You literally have to press a button to get the steering wheel to come out. Wow. Uh, yeah. That said, uh, it looks like a muscle car. Like you said, an yeah. older Mustang. Yeah. Uh and it does have the guts. Oh, well, I shouldn't say the guts. It it has the horsepower of a muscle car with instant torque. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to get those zero to 60 times, it's going to do it in under four seconds. Uh, it also has an amazing interior, like the interior of it, like the screens and stuff. It is, uh, it is the most modern vehicle uh, I have probably seen that still caters to the driver. Even though it's self-driving, it still caters to the driver. It does have a really slim body, too. Like, more like the old... Well, I mean, 64 was the first year for it, but the older Mustangs, where it's got a really slender body, you know, up until, like, 60... I don't know, 68, 69. Mm-hmm. But once I started to go with the Mach 1s, the body got so bulky like a Chevelle, and it's like, no! I was so happy when the Mustang went back to a slimmer body, the newer the newer body styles. Um, yeah. You mean back when they started making the, the, the hoods artificially long? Yeah, I mean, why do you want to drive a boat, man? I don't understand. You ain't even got power steering. Why Why you want to drive a <laughs> boat with no turning radius? <laughs> Hand over fist in that baby. No, uh, I, I think it's a beautiful car. Like I said, when I first saw it, I hated it. But the more I look at it, I'm like, I don't know, man. I could probably drive one of those and not feel embarrassed about it. And, and uh, on, it is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Uh, here's the thing: it's a Peugeot. Like I it's know, gonna so suck a, in a Julia Alfa Romero. Come on now. It, it's it. It has a, vo- a I voice know controlled personal assistant. Uh, I don't that know. is of their own French design. So it's gonna and break. So- it's going to break. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> it's not going to understand. But it's Peugeot, so they're going to be around a while. Yeah, well, they've, sure. They've proved themselves, right? Right. Uh, uh, so uh, I will talk about another French company uh, car that we showed that that I know you, we, me and you talked about a little bit. is the Renault Easy Ultimo. Uh, it, it, is, it, it had its premiere here at, at Paris. Uh, and it is a concept electric, fully autonomous robot vehicle. Uh, and it is supposed to be available on demand, you know, for inst- you know, for things like Lyft and Uber, uh, that it provides a premier tourism experience, end quote. It's a self-driving vehicle that boasts a refined mobile lounge interior, <laughs> extending the premium experience of a hotel, quote, yeah. Or resort, quote, or an airline, quote. What? While while allowing passengers to sit back and enjoy the scenery. That seems like a a bit on the overboard way of describing (laughs) something. 
It well, it the the first thing that I got, you know, like when I saw this vehicle, I sent it over to Ben from the Quarter Nerds, and I was like, "Here's the question, but will Ben fit? Uh, now Ooh, he'll, he'll fit if he lays down because it's super long. <laughs> it's but just it's only short. Like, oh, it's like three and a half feet off the ground. Our know? Swedish friends won't fit. Oh, it's it is so short to the ground. Like, if you're tall like Ben, you're literally going to be lounging. But that's the thing. You it's can. a lounge. <laughs> you can in this car. You could literally lay down and take a nap. You could have a bed in here. Uh, and it's gorgeous. I, I will is. readily admit, it's gorgeous looking. It's smooth in just the right spots, but it's sharp in just the right spots. And I have no doubt. I have no doubt, Renault. We'll we'll put this into production, and you'll be seeing it uh, in in Paris. You'll see it in Marseille. You'll see these vehicles, uh, you know, flitting back and forth from the airports to the to the different uh, spas to the different uh, salons of the day. But I don't know if these vehicles will enter. Uh, the mainstream for everyday Parisian life. Like, it's just too big. It's just too long. Nobody, no average person is going to be riding these. No. Which, do you think average people are really going to want to buy that? Can they afford to buy that? Uh, well, no. No, uh... But this uh, this is part of the. I mean, these are these are motor shows, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, eventually, everything at the onset. No, no, only the rich can buy these. But eventually, it works its way down into the populace. Right. Uh, I'd buy one let, of those. Yeah. Well, let Let's flip it from the other end. The, there are cars that they showed at the the for the everyday man at the Paris Motor Show. Uh, one of them is, uh, now, it's a smart car, uh, you know, and smart has made cars like the Twizy before, which is their all-electric vehicle that you can sadly see uh, on different European small city streets. Uh, they're creating a a new car, uh, which, uh, it's called Forese. Uh I am going to call it the Forese, because I think that sounds sexier. Uh, it's, the Forese is an open top, uh, concept directly derived from their 4-2 Cabrio production model. Uh, the, the vehicle is all about essentials, you know, essentially anything that you have that you need for it to be a car is a car. Like it doesn't have anything else. You want air conditioning? Yeah, sorry. You want? It doesn't even have air conditioning. No. Ooh. Uh, yeah. It it has two screens that replaces the central air vents. Uh, That's not helpful. No. Mm -mm. Uh, it's of course fully electric, uh, and will soon be the norm, uh, replacing you know the four two or the twizzy, uh, in Europe. And yeah, it's it's going to be cheap. I'm assuming uh based like the Twizy you could get for uh like 
uh, under like nine thousand euros at you know uh, as of right now. And so I would I would probably say they're just going to bump it up a notch a little bit. You could probably get it for for ten you know ten thousand euros. Uh, you'll pro and it's going to have increased range. Uh, you you will be able to go you know uh, essentially two hundred kilometers. Uh, which you know for a tiny two seater car isn't terrible. You know, it's it's super popular. It's smart. Uh, yeah, it has to be smart. You know, this is what I'm curious about, and maybe it's just my fascination with uh with the whole idea of it. But say that everybody buys all these electric cars, right? Mm-hmm. What happens one day? Like, think about think about how warfare takes place. Because if if everybody had an electric car. You could mm-hmm. essentially shut down an entire city by just setting off an EMP. Yeah. Like, think about it. Just, I've, I've always thought about that and thought it was odd because now all the modern cars that have, like, the electric starts and all of that stuff, it's not going to work right. But, like, if you get something that's pre all the electronics – your car's still going to start. It's still going to drive. All of the hydraulic stuff is still going to work. And then you just go about your day. But like if somebody were to really want to screw up a country or take out a city, just drop an EMP right in the middle and you knock out all these electric cars. Well, I'm, uh, you'd, you know, go and attack the electric grid first. You know, why that, that would be a whole lot easier. Uh, but at the same time, that's a problem mainly for Europe, not for America. And even in America, uh, it's going to mainly affect people like me that live closer to the eastern seaboard, mm. you know, where all the valuable stuff is. And so, hey, now, uh, hey, now. <laughs> and so, like, you, y- y'all in Grand Rapids can be, uh, be perfectly safe. I don't know about perfectly. <laughs> Uh, they're gonna they're gonna totally attack all of uh, all of the engineering infrastructure that is here in uh, New England. Holy crap! All Either East Coast is. or West Coast, and Colorado's a little far away. I don't think they're gonna get to you in time. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. Let, let's be honest they're 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 not gonna like Florida's gonna destroy itself. Oh, I'm s- sorry for the people of <laughs> too soon, uh, man. Too soon, too soon. Uh, anyway, other electric vehicles, the BMW iX3. Uh, yeah, great, grand, wonderful. Uh, it's replacing the i3, uh, and it's going to apparently have a 400-kilometer uh, range. That's pretty good. Well, it's 242 miles, which is That's... something that I get currently, and it's not coming out until 2020. Uh, <clears throat> then you got the, uh, the Citroen C5 uh, Aircross. Uh, that's going to have a whole 180 horsepower. Uh, whoo, way to go, Citroen. Uh, then you got the, uh, Mercedes-Benz Vision EQ Silver Arrow. Wow, man, that's a long name. Uh, honestly, it looks pretty good. It's going to compete, uh, with the, the Tesla, uh, Model X or the, uh, Jaguar, uh, uh, I series, uh, the, the, what is it? The, the, 
the the uh, I Pace, yeah, which is honestly a great vehicle, uh, and it's going to have a 550 kilowatt electric motor, uh, which is around 750 horsepower, and it's going to also have a range of about 400 kilometers, which is about 242 uh, miles. So it's not improving on the range at all, and this is something that should be you should see next year. Uh, so it's going to be in production next year. So all the big things at the Paris Motor Show are all electric cars. I think that we kind of expected that to happen, though, didn't we? Well, I mean, we did. Uh, but... But did the rest of the world? Well, uh, yeah, I think the rest of the world does. But we're Americans. America. Yeah, we don't do, do too well with the electric cars, and any company that does do them, we uh, attack them <laughs> socially. Yeah. yeah, and we we love Tesla. We love Elon. Yeah, and yeah, we, we were, do. We were just terrible to him here a few moments ago. The best thing is the noise. It sounds baleful. It sounds like a wild animal that's sad about something. Here's here's the crazy thing. Like when you look at the future of cars, I think it's going to be very very different than the present. And so this I think brings us to this week's topic is 20 years from now, who do you think will be the top 10 car manufacturers? For electric cars. No, no, for for any cars. For any car. At all. And so uh, we uh, to know who are going to be the top 10 car manufacturers, you need to know who are the top 10 car manufacturers now. Uh, Stacy, who do you think the top 10? Oh, God, 10... I have to guess. Uh, well, why not? Who do you think, as of 2017, last me. year, uh, who do you think are the top 10 car manufacturers? All right, so I got to go with, this is sheer numbers, right? Volume? Uh, yeah, number of units sold last year. Okay, so we got to be uh, Volkswagen. Uh, v- Volkswagen uh, is is. Oh, sorry, I said it German, didn't I? Well, no, that that that's that's perfectly well. Yeah, but that that's fine. Volkswagen is definitely up there. Uh, they are number two. Okay. Uh, with and this is you know they they sold. Uh, Eight hundred and sixty-four million units of vehicles, and they employ six hundred and forty-two thousand individuals across the world. So, yeah, they've they've sold a lot. Um, I'm gonna go with GM next, or do I have uh, to split Gen- it out? No, General Motors. Yeah, they're technically number three. They've sold more vehicles than Volkswagen at nine point nine two million uh, uh, vehicles, but they only employ 216,000 individuals. Uh, hmm. And so when you look at the overall value uh, of the company, they fall in just behind Volkswagen. Okay. Gosh, who produces more than Volkswagen? GM Ford? Uh, they're not number one, but they're on that no. list. 
Yeah, they're in the top ten. Do you care to guess what number they are? Eighth. They're sixth. Uh, they sold 6.32 million vehicle units last year. Uh, and they're employed uh, 224,000 people uh, across the country. Now, remember, last year Ford were still making cars. They were still making cars. Well, that's why I don't know that they're going to be on my list for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, any, any other companies in the top ten? You, you said Fiat? Volkswagen. Oh, Fiat Chrysler. Uh, very, very good. Yes, they are definitely on the list. Okay. Fiat Chrysler is number seven. They've sold 4.75 million units last year. Uh, they have 228,690 employees. Um, there's got to be like a Chinese company on there that I would never guess. You would think that, but there's not. No? What about a Japanese a single, company? Like a Not Subaru. a single Chinese company. Not a single Chinese. Subaru. I'm going with Subaru. Subaru's not on there. Ah, damn. Subaru is not in the top ten. Um, what about... Um, ah, it's probably not because they're higher-end cars. Uh, I'm going to go with L- Land Rovers? No. No? Damn. <laughs> the English are not. <laughs> I know. They're not very efficient. Um, no, no. Why am I blanking on all of? I, I I would say like Lamborghini, but there's no way. Like there's you, no you've way. You've avoided all the Japanese car manufacturers. Subaru is Japanese, aren't they? Well, yeah, sure, yeah, okay. You've okay, Kia, all but... Kia, Kia is South Korean, and they're number ten. Okay, so that's one of them. Um, yeah. Japanese. Ah. Why am I blinking so hard? Is Nissan? Well, ni- yeah, it, Nissan is a group. Uh, it's it's the Nissan Renault. Honda. Which is Fran- Honda's oh, yeah. on that so, list. So, so Renault Nissan is four. Uh, Honda uh, is definitely on the list. Uh, they're number eight. What left? What what do I have left? Two. Well, you, you're missing number eight. And number one. Uh, uh, sorry, you're missing number nine and, and uh, number one. Uh, number one and number five. For the most... Uh, Dodge? Ugh. No. Well, Dodge <laughs> is Chrysler. Uh, um, and, yeah. Jeep, so is Jeep rolled in with that then, too? Or yep, is that separate? Jeep is rolled in okay. with that, too. Um, BMW? No. They're too high. They're too high priced. I'm trying to think of shit that I see on the road. Um, number one. Toyota. Gonna... Toyota. Toyota is number there it one. Is. I knew I'd get there eventually. Uh, and at number five is Hyundai. Hyundai. Which, we yep. say, which in America we say Hyundai. Uh, but yeah, Hyundai. Uh, and number number nine is Peugeot Citroën. Which, uh, you know, way to go, France. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Good for uh, them. Good I for, feel like good. I should just like, just like uh, shoulder bump them. Like, good for you, man. Good for you. Wait, you wait, did it. 
Way to go, guys. You make crappy, crappy people carriers. Uh, <laughs> the Here's the thing. 20 years from now, who do you think is going to be on that list? Because honestly, I think half of these guys are going to be gone. Less, it'll be it'll be fewer than that that remain. You you think less than half? Yes, will be on the I top. think less than half because Ford, especially with the um, the tariffs that are going on right now, they yeah. uh, they're having some they're having some trouble. It's not it's not a secret that that's hurting no. them. You're absolutely right, and they got more problems than just. We're getting rid of our cars and focusing on trucks and SUVs. Uh, they have been seriously lacking in the uh, research and development area of their cars. And uh, they are miles, miles behind in self-driving technology. Uh, and so, yeah, Ford is going to drop off the top 10 list in 20 years, hands down. Easy, easy elimination. I would think that... Even, I mean, Toyota and Honda are going to have to start diversifying if they're going to stick around. I think Toyota and Honda are, are and they're like GM. They're established enough. And, the, and they are innovate. Like, GM is actually ahead of the game in comparison to, to Toyota and Honda for electric vehicles. That It's not going to last long. Uh, because of the lineups that are coming up, but you're gonna see. The, I I still think they're gonna be in the top ten. I think it will be a lot of companies like Tesla. They'll be more modern. They won't. I'll be surprised if the new car companies that come out from here on out aren't solely electric based. I, I'll well, be very it, surprised. And I think what you're going to see is GMC, as in Geely Motor Company, not General Motors Company. You'll see Geely, uh, who owns currently Volvo and uh, several other smaller uh, car manufacturers, uh, and Tata, you know, that like owns like Jaguar and, and stuff like that. You'll see them rising the ranks uh and you'll see more chinese companies and stuff out there as their cars get better you'll probably see companies uh you know that are on the cusp right now like kia drop off you'll you'll see mm. peugeot citron drop off uh i i can't necessarily say that renault nissan will drop off because it's like Nissan and Renaults are such strong brand names mm-hmm. that that's you, you you can't really see them drop away, but you'll see more of the you know uh, you'll you'll see the other cars like rising to 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 take their place, uh, and they'll probably be cars we don't even see anymore or that we don't see currently if Tesla can rise like like i said they've are they they sold more than volvo all right in volvo we in our minds we consider volvo a major name brand tesla sells more vehicles than volvo and volvo's gonna be fine all right 
So if Tesla can keep production up without quality dropping, which is a big if, uh, then I, in 20 years, can I see Tesla being a brand that is in the top 10? Yes. Yes, I can. Unless, unless they keep getting undercut by all these other companies that are starting up. Like you said, not a single Chinese company is on that list. And I'm willing to bet that in the future that is going to change. Just like, you know, we feel so great for France, like attaboy. Uh, It's going to be Chinese companies because they're far more interested. The market is already ready for electric cars, but it has to be primed here. Because it's not expensive enough to own a gas car. Well, and and here's the thing, though. In in China, while the manufacturers maybe uh, like like Geely owns other car companies, all right. Uh, and while they sell, and while there's several Chinese manufacturers that sell to themselves, none of them are selling future cars. None of them are really selling electric vehicles yet for their general populace, for, you know, a nation of, what, 1.6 billion people. Uh, Their cities aren't set up yet with the electrical grids, like Shanghai, Beijing, uh, even uh, Hong Kong, don't have the, the infrastructure in place for electric vehicles yet. And so... uh, it's while it 20 years is a long time and you can definitely see uh them making up that ground in that time i'm not certain uh what do i think geely will end up being number one in 20 years yes because of all the other companies they own geely will probably be number one uh the number two number three number four number five slots will probably be taken up by your traditional car manufacturers but after that like ford's gone man like i don't see it i don't see it holding on for another 20 years yeah they're gonna they're gonna make trucks yep america Yep. Well, hey, we've got a bunch of uh, untapped oil fields, don't we? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, as long as, you know, uh, people in Oklahoma don't mind, uh, you know, their, their fracking taking place and all the earthquakes mm. that they, mm. you know. Yeah, nothing like destroying the uh, the drinking water of the local populace, huh? Yeah. I mean, no big I'm, deal. The, eh, fuck them. <laughs> the, the latest UN study said, you know, we essentially have 12 years, you know, before runaway climate change takes place. And so, I mean, we're just going to, uh, the, the way things are going, everybody's just going to say, fuck it, let's all just move to Canada. Is that where we're all going to go? Dude, the bear well, population I mean, is going to love how many stupid people they get to eat if we all had to move to Canada. Oh, God. They would have a feast. It'd be well, a win for I mean, natural selection. Uh, <laughs> Canada's going to shut the border to the U.S. I'd support it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, 
my my number one company uh, 20 years from now is Geely Automotives. Uh, do you got any bold predictions there? No, because I honestly think it's such a shit show in terms of trying to trying to decide who would be first because I'm willing to bet it's a company that doesn't exist yet. Ooh, that's that's very good. That's like, my prediction. Uh, so in 20 years, we can sit down and I should put something in my calendar. How funny would that be in 20 years if I was like, Sledge, <laughs> like, look at the list. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. What yeah. we will put we will put notes uh uh I mean I I use uh Samsung so I use uh which is you know uses Android Android Oh my god what if our phone what if Google doesn't exist in 20 years Google Who is going to remind exist. me of my calendar appointments <laughs> Samsung will exist Yeah I don't it's, think they're going anywhere Yeah We're only like 20 fine. years into this whole new part of life known as the modern era or for us the millennial era for us I mean, that's yep. very te- it's for technically us. speaking i am a millennial technically it just don't you barely. hate it doesn't it make you feel dirty when you say it, it makes me feel dirty i don't like it well uh i have to apologize honest. for my generation far too often i don't want to have to claim being a part of that well uh let's millennials as a whole are much better than than uh gen xers uh, that they, they are much more inclusive you know that millennials for the most part had a raw deal handed to them uh it's uh i think i think millennials are, are by and large good people we'll see about you know generation z or whatever they're calling it coming up next uh, and whatever you know, my kid is gonna be, yeah. You know, like we'll we'll see how they are. Uh, I, I I just imagine my child uh, being Mad Max, you know, in the future, and uh, as all of Earth's resources have been, you know, <laughs> squandered uh, by roving fields of uh, Trumpians. Oh you know, no! Just, just saying MAGA MAGA all the time. Uh, that my son will have to fend for himself. Uh, oh, and so to that post-apocalyptic future, <laughs> uh, we end this episode. Uh, I'm Kevin from the Court of Nerds, uh, saying, "Hey, why not check out some of our great comic reviews, like by Grant Stoy, who really has a lot to say about Heroes in Crisis from DC." Is this my turn where I say, say, hey, come listen to this? Say, yeah, say, hey, come listen to this. Um, reverse centaurs. Something crazy's going on. You guys are switching games or some weird thing? <laughs> yes, yes. You're going to be yes, playing on the boards, on the tables? Uh, we, we are. Uh, I have taken over. Uh, by taking over, I, I have wrested control of dungeon mastering from grant and uh i am throwing i I mean if you like think of dungeons and dragons but wouldn't it be great if you had starships and blasters i mean that does sound pretty great i want a blaster Uh, oh yeah and so uh you know tune into the uh reverse centaurs feed uh go back a few uh episodes you can listen to our transition 
You can find out what Marjorie does when she is given nothing but a bathrobe. Heaven help uh, us. And a, oh, yeah, and a blaster. And then find out what Grant uh, or Greg does, you know, when he gets a nice leather jacket. Uh, and find out here coming soon what Grant does uh, with his rat-like persona. Uh, and how much he likes to hug uh, giant minotaurs. I don't know why, but all of that sounded so sensual. Oh, it, it is ridiculously sensual. Between a leather and... jacket, a bathrobe. What was the last thing? Well, so, uh, again, this might be a bit of a spoiler, uh, but Grant uh, is a charismatic rat type person. And uh, he has a tail that that tends to get uh, entangled in different instances. See, see, the, sensual. Yeah, you yeah. use the word entangle, man. Mm. <laughs> this this end of episode has gone on far too long. So I am going to end this uh, and say, everybody, on the the rumble strips of life, make sure. That you, I don't know, wave to the weeping Indian. I have nothing else. That was a very bad Clarkson-esque outro, Kevin. I'd like that noted. Bye bye (laughs) Two six guns, me and my partner, we got a head.